Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. As promised, I told y'all I would give y'all updates on my journeys. So this is an update to the episode titled Working Multiple Jobs, Reframing the Hustle Culture. So I just want to give y'all an update on how it's been working multiple jobs, saving up from my future endeavors, and just hustling and grinding. So here we go. Y'all, let's talk about financial freedom, okay? I am so interested in this topic because I told y'all in my episode titled Working Multiple Jobs, Reframing Hustle Culture, that I am now in a grinding mode, in a masculine energy mode, because I want to get out of debt. I want to be a master of my own time. And I want to have financial freedom. But let's look at the definition of financial freedom. Okay, so I looked at Investopedia.com and they said everyone defines financial freedom in terms of their own goals. For most people, it means having the financial cushion, savings, investment, and cash to afford a certain lifestyle, plus a nest egg for retirement or the freedom to pursue any career without the need to entertain a certain salary. So when I look at my own definition of financial freedom, I would consider it to be similar to that. And also I want to be able to travel and give funds without worrying about is this dipping into my savings or am I sacrificing my bill money to help out a family member or to go on a trip. I want to be able to afford um, life's expenses as they come up. You know, maybe I have a high dental bill or maybe something happens with my vehicle or maybe I just want to you know, buy something this weekend, splurge on something. I don't know, anything. I just kind of want to, like they said, have that financial cushion to be able to afford my lifestyle. So I definitely agree with that. And I think many people um, have their own definition of how to get to the road to financial freedom. But I want to talk to y'all about how I am Working out this plan that's steadily changing, okay, (laughs) is consistently changing. One thing that's consistent about this plan is that it's changing. And I'm okay with that. I used to not be okay with having my plans um, change so often. But going through therapy really taught me that I am a rigid planner Meaning that I have one plan and it needs to go exactly that way. And if it doesn't go that way, then I'm a failure. Or if things don't go in the exact order of the steps that I chose them to go in, I'm a failure. And I learned this as I was working through the anxiety of 
graduating from my master's of social work school and trying to find a job. And I was like, none of these jobs are what I want and they're not paying what I want them to pay. And I was like, I don't even want to do social work anymore. Why did I do this? I don't want to help people. Like, this is a pointless degree. And I was talking to my therapist about it and she kept reminding me of my goal and why I got why I went into social work and she kept telling me it was okay for my plan to change. It's okay because when I made this plan, when I came up with this idea of I want to be a therapist, I was 18 and now I am 24. And those are two different Angelinas. And those are two different people in two different lifestyles. So it's okay <laughs> if the plan changed. And it took me a while to be okay with it. But now that I am working through things and I have had several different jobs in the last six months, I think I've had one, two, three, three jobs <laughs> in the last six months, four actually, and I'm still currently working three of them. So I've had to be very comfortable with change and being quick on my feet and learning. So that's just an that's just an example of how life changes can prepare you and uh, make you more comfortable with change. And it's also made me feel more confident in my ability to be um, to be in different circumstances and situations and accomplish anything. But back to financial freedom. Um, so I am... My my goal that I am wanting to accomplish is to be able to get out of debt. That's my first step to financial freedom. It's getting out of debt. I say the very, very first step was to start a savings plan. And this did come from Dave Ramsey. He has a lot of good points on what you should do um, as far as getting out of debt. And also I've listened to The Upgrade on YouTube with Kiki. She got out of debt. Um, and she started investing in cars and she really ha comes from a humble place. And I'm pretty much on that <laughs> train with her. Um, I saved up $500 in my uh, savings account and I have dibbled and dabbled in that a little bit here and there um, when it's just come to Christmas and my birthday. But I've always tried to repay myself back. Every time I have to dibble and dabble into my savings account, my goal is to get it back to that $500 mark. And now I'm at a place where I'm trying to um, add $50 to that $500 savings account every two weeks because I do want it to grow. And when I say savings account, I literally mean just another checking account that my bank actually encouraged me to do when I was around 20 years old. I was like, I want to start a savings account. And the lady was like, the lady at the bank was like, well, if you start a savings account, you have to keep it at a minimum. I think she said $1,000. And if I take any money past that $1,000, I will be penalized. And the rate that the money would grow was like very little. And I was like, well, actually, no. <laughs> she said, now I can start you another checking account. And if you ever go below a certain number, it won't penalize you. She was like, you just need to put $50 in to start. And you could take the $50 right back out. So I'm like, oh, 
But I was so ignorant. Like, I had no idea what a savings account really did other than you just need a savings account. But somebody was, you know, gracious enough to educate me in that in that time. She could have just opened it up and been like, here you go. But she didn't. So I really appreciated that. Um, and now I have a separate checking account where I do save my money in it. I do want to look into savings account, but right now... Uh, I'm not in a in a financial place to be getting penalties for keeping my money <laughs> at a certain amount. I'm just not there yet because I am aggressively paying off debt. So keep that $500 in there. And then um, I told y'all I am spending $120 a week. I know $240 every two weeks, every check. And I am living below my means. I am using that money for gas, food, and toiletries, okay? And if I want to go out or anything extra, I'm using that money. Literally, I'm spreading out $120 over all of that for every single week. And so that has been very tight. I have been missing my bath and body work candles, okay? Not being able to get those. It's been hurtful. I have had to cut out several subscriptions. That has been hurtful. But my overall goal is this financial freedom. And it really hurts my heart to think about paying these people um, all of this money for these credit cards as my credit cards build up interest. Like, it hurts my heart to pay $100 or $150 towards a credit card bill just for me to get $40 in interest added on it the next month because my because my balance is so high. And I learned to look at how much uh, my interest rate is based on my statements. So if you look at your statements you um, for your credit cards, it will show you how much your interest rate is and how much um, they will be adding on every single month based on the interest rate. So that's definitely something to look into. So like I said, I started my savings account I started living below my means with this $120 every week. And this is just, you know, small sacrifices, right? So then I took out like everything. I wrote down every single thing. So from the little bitty one ninety-nine cents that I pay for my iCloud storage, I wrote it all down in the notes on my uh, phone. I wrote down the $5.99 Zeus bill I paid. Like, write all of that down because it all adds up. And I decided, what do I not need? What can I live without? And I realized it was the BET subscription. <laughs> it was um, another subscription that I could have got rid of. And I kept the Zeus. I'm probably going to get rid of that. But... Everything extra can go towards my credit cards. And so I have shared with y'all where I am on that. I'm now $2,000 of my $7,500 debt that I was paying. So I'm now down to like $5,500 on that credit card debt journey. So that's exciting. And it's, it just feels good to get those credit cards knocked down. I did start paying the credit card with the highest interest rate, which also, in my case, was the credit card with the lowest balance. So it is a snowball method for me. 
which is starting with the lowest balance first so you can get that win. You can feel good. You can know that you got it done. Um, and that was my Walgreens credit card. It was like a $500 balance. And I was able to pay it off fairly quickly. And then I just started going on to my other credit cards. And I think I have about six credit cards total. But I wrote down all of my bills, the date that they're due, in the order of the dates. I also wrote down all of my credit card bills underneath that and the date that they're due, the minimum balance that's due on them, and the balance that's due on them. And so every two weeks when I'm getting ready to get paid, I told y'all about my weekly um, budget that I put down when I'm writing down um, my paycheck, my savings account amount, add them up, uh, take out my bills, the two weeks, two week amount of bills that I have for those two weeks, depending on what month it is, you know, what what days my paycheck falls on because I get paid every two weeks and not twice a month, which is different. Um, and I will go down that list. So, for example, let's say I get paid on the 1st and my next paycheck is on the 14th. So I will go down that list and I will say, okay, what bills are due between the 1st and the 14th? And, of course, it's going to be rent. <laughs> it's going to be my car note in there. Um, it'll also probably be a, that Zeus bill, my phone bill is due within those two weeks. And I will add that up. Um, I will look at the credit cards that are due within those two weeks. Okay, which bills are com coming out from my credit card? And I'll add that up. And that's the minimum balance. And I will go ahead and budget to take that amount for those two weeks out of my check. And then I will take whatever extra minus, you know, the $240 I have set out for my spending money. I will have whatever is left and pay all of that towards my credit card. And then I have the $50 that I've taken out to add to my savings account. Sometimes I don't add the $50 to my savings account if I'm getting really close to a credit card balance and I just want to pay it off real quick. And if it's a difference between saving $50 or putting it towards that credit card, I'm putting it towards that credit card because I want that win and I want it to be over with. So, and I can always save $50, you know, but that credit card, if I don't pay that $50, I'm going to have a I'm going to have an interest rate on that amount that's due in the next 2 weeks. I'm on the next month. So, I made a budget, started a savings account, well, checking account with a savings amount in it. Um I have aggressively started paying on my credit cards and then that next step, y'all. <laughs> is I got excited about working that second job. I got excited about working that second job because I figured out what my end goal was. And my end goal is to have time and travel freedom. And when I realized that those are my values, oh, the game changed. The game freaking changed. I learned that those are my values because I was watching um, Stephanie Perry's YouTube channel. 
And if you just look up Stephanie Perry, she is a black woman that talks about how to do less. And I love it. And she asks three questions that help you get clear on your values. And she said that all of your decisions should be filtered through these values. And I'm going to share those three questions with y'all today. She said, um, how do you want to feel? <laughs> and just all the time, your baseline. How do you want to feel? And when I answered this question, I said, freedom, liberated, content, independence, balanced, at peace, rejuvenated, and purposeful. She said, who do you want to be? And it was really hard for me to decide that because we all get asked that question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my first answer was the president. And then as I got older, I was like a therapist. And now I'm like, I don't know. But she wasn't asking, what do you want to be when you grow up? She was asking, who do you want to be? Like when when they ask you, who are you on your eulogy? When they when they go back, what who do you want to say? Who do you want them to say you were? And when I got really serious about that, I said, okay, I want to be a traveler. And she asked why. And I said, I want to be able to explore different parts of the world and see and experience different things. And I realized that that, finan- that financial freedom would get me there, being able to go and do things and see things and open up my experiences and not just experience this small town in southern United States. Like, I want to see other things. I want to meet other people. I want to be a friend. Why? I want connection. <laughs> I want someone who inspires me. It makes me feel like I have a brother or a sister. I value connection. I said I want to be a wife. I want companionship. I want somebody to do life with. Um, And I said I want to be a successful podcaster. <laughs> and I want to do that because I want to influence the world and I want to connect with people through my story. And so I feel like storytelling is a value of mine because it does uh, breed connection. And connection is, I think, why I wanted to do therapy, because I love the idea of knowing that my space on this earth is influencing someone else and someone else's space on this earth is influencing me. So then her last question was, what do you want to (laughs) do? And... I really, I, it was hard for me to answer that too. But I think my final answer was, I just, I want to do poetry. I want to do fun things. Um, And I want to travel, I guess. Like, it was just really hard for me to get that one down. And... My friend, I was talking to her about it, and she was like, it's hard for you to answer that because you think about what do you want to do as far as what do you want to get paid for? And she said, if money wasn't on the table, what would you do? And I said, I would do yoga. I would do poetry. I would (laughs) taste wine. I would skate. like, And that, y'all, is time freedom. So... With those values in mind, I found another job that could 
helped me get there, and that is travel social work. And while I haven't been super enthusiastic about doing social work because of a lot of the foundational things that come along with it that really don't align with my values, like working in a brick and mortar type environment and putting up with white supremacy and dealing with injustices um, and just helping people that don't want to be helped. I do feel like I make a difference in some kind of way when I do <laughs> when I do my job and I am good at it. And so it's like, okay, it's bearable. But I also see it as a vehicle to get me to those values that I just mentioned. And so doing travel social work would get me there because travel social work pays a pretty penny. If you look up um, any of the travel social work agencies like AYA, Melio, AMN, Travelers, you look at their assignments for a master's level social work, uh, they pay anywhere between $1,900 to $3,000 a week for travel assignments. And about half of that income is non-taxed because you're traveling. So when I looked at that opportunity, I said, oh, okay. So you telling me that I could get paid to travel, be somewhere short term, and make a lot of money. And when I looked into that, I said, this is for me. This is what I want to do. Um, Like I told y'all, been in three different jobs <laughs> in six months. I have learned, well, four different jobs. I have learned so many different skills and tasks. I am quick on my feet. And the travel assignments are 13 weeks. So I just feel very confident to be able to get into a new environment, hop on it, and really grind in those 13 weeks and just be the best employee <laughs> that I could be, even though how cringy that feels. But it's to get to a higher goal, which is financial freedom. Because if I live below my means, which another part of that I want to do is cut down my living expenses, my highest expense. I want to either house hack, like uh, the upgrade. Kiki, like she says, house hacking, where you rent out a room to a friend or relative, or you get a roommate, or you downsize your home so you could cut that expense. That's my next step. I'll update y'all on that. Um, I want to live below my means by house hacking and, like I said, being strict on my budget. Also, increasing my income by um, work, being excited about my second job because my second job gives me more experience to put on my resume so that I am a more marketable applicant for travel social work because they want you to have a lot of experience. And then once I get, you know, however long I want to do at my full-time job and finally go and do travel social work, I am in a position where I have tons of experience. I would have paid down my credit card debts. And now I'm putting in this work to get this high-paying job where I am now able to really tackle my debt. And so my goal is to... Save $10,000 before I go on my first travel work, travel social work assignment. So with paying on my credit cards, freeing up that $310 per month that I'm paying in minimum payments, freeing up that about $900 
per month that I'm paying extra towards credit card payments because I'm paying about $1,000 a month. Um, Lowering my home expenses, I'm hoping to cut down and save $300 there. It's about $1,300. Um, Adding on another job, <laughs> I'm hoping to get maybe about $500 a month in that other job. I already work one part-time job. Um, adding on another one. So that's $1,800 in length. If I can do that for five to six months, I will be very close to my $2,000 goal. I mean, my $10,000 goal. And that's that's nothing, you know? Like, when I just went down those steps of living below my means, increasing my income, finding a higher-paying job that I can do with my skills, of course, I'm invested in my podcast, and y'all have heard me talk about the other things that we have, like our merchandise and our Etsy shop. You know, just really diversifying my sources of income. Getting to financial freedom is very simple. Now, it takes a lot of hard work and sacrifices, but once you look at those values and those goals, oh, you get motivated real fast. <laughs> And now I'm just like, I'm going to work every day, but the end goal is being somewhere traveling, choosing when I want to work because those travel assignments, you get to choose when you want to work. So it's like whenever that happens for me, that is a means I see to an end of getting to financial freedom because with the money I make to travel social work, I could easily pay off my car loan. And then I could hit my student loans hard and heavy. And just the idea of being 30 and being debt-free is so exciting to me. So giving myself five years, man, I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> and I hope that my story is encouraging to you because you could do it too. Like finding those things that encourage you, that strengthen you. What are your values? how do you want to feel? Who do you want to be? And what do you want to do? And filter every single choice you make through that. And go and look at Stephanie Perry's YouTube. I will link her down below so that you can um, really connect with her and just hear how she preaches her financial freedom. It's a beautiful story. But I will keep y'all updated on my journey. It's evolving. Um... It's definitely more to come. I'm always refining my goals. And as always, you know, I will be sharing it with y'all. So stay tuned. Don't forget to visit our Etsy shop <laughs> and our Teespring shop and indulge in some black melanated decor. But I will talk to y'all on another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, please like it on whatever platform that you listen to this podcast. Leave a comment and share the podcast on social media platforms using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls. I'll talk to y'all on another episode of Poetry for Black Girls. Bye!